You know what? Oh, is the blue light on there? I think it is up on top of that. Yeah. Yep, okay. All right, so we're on the third section of Kuntus Achran. <coughs> In the classic time, it's on page, we're going to start in 307. Dav Kuf Nun Gimel. Um, let's call it Kuf Nun Dalin. Lahavin. Lahavin Mashakosa Bishari Yehudim. So, try to understand what it says. In the Shari Yehudim, this is from the Arizal, Perig Base. In the second chapter, if a person studies Torah without intent, we're going to have to clarify what in the world that means. Mm-hmm. That is able to create angels only in the world of Yitzira. So, this is not a great accomplishment, this is a criticism. There, in the works of the Arizal, he quotes the Zayar in Pashashlach. Delays kolo is avid. There is no such thing as the sound of a voice that goes to waste. Bar kolo Other than the sound, the voice of Torah and davening, desalik ubaka, because that goes straight up. To heaven. Okay, so for sure, the the voice of uh, Torah and Tefillah, as we see here, is able to ascend heavenward to create angels. <laughs> from the intent of davening. Nivru malachim ba'elam habria. All right, but earlier these malachim were in Elamah Yitzira. Yitzira is the world of formation that comes after creation, lower than creation. But Tfilah is able to create malachim in the world of Bria, Kemay Mikavana Satayra. Yet, Ubiloi Kavana, when somebody davens without intent, Nidchis Lemata the Gamri, it is completely rejected. Completely cast aside, it doesn't go anywhere. So what happens? You're saying when the when there is kavana, then tefillah is the same as Torah. They're able to create malachim and leilam abriah when there is kavana. So why, without kavana, is that Torah without kavana is able to create malachim and leilam ayitzira, and tefillah without kavana is completely rejected? Why is that fair? Goes nowhere. <coughs> Goes nowhere. What is the, what, what, tell me what you're we're going to define. Okay. We're, we're going to define. Now, who says that tefillah without kavan is completely rejected? It says, Beneath the lowest rikia, there you have posola tefillahs. Invalid davening. The Ayin Shabbashes VeYakel, E He Mila Kidikayos. Look there also in the Zayir. It says there, if it was done appropriately. Let's see what these two Zayirs say. The first one in Parshas Pekudah says like this: that the one who's in charge of the chamber above, he goes and floats around in the world, and he is beneath the lowest rikia. 
And from that rakia, he takes all of the rejected davenings and he conceals them. We'll, see, we'll soon see why Why does he need them. He collects all the tefillahs that could not get above the rakia, and he gathers them all. <coughs> okay? Well, they are something. We'll see what they are. Then in Parshas Vayakil, which is the second Zayar he quotes here, he says like this, that these words, when they are elevated, so if they're said properly, then he kisses each word, and he carries them up through the Rikiyam all the way to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But if it's not B'Kavana, he rejects it totally. It has no Aliyah. So you got two places here where he just proved that davening without kavana doesn't go anywhere. So why is it that Torah without kavana is able to ascend all the way to Elam Hayitzira and Tzvilah without kavana is rejected? <coughs> so he tells you like this. Really, he's not going to answer the question yet. There is a tremendous distinction between Torah and tefillah without kavana, and everybody understands that difference. Why? When a person learns, so if you're learning, then you're understanding what you're learning. The person understands, he has a grasp of what it is that he's learning. If one is learning, they're involved, they're intellectually involved, they're, they're their mind is occupied with the material of the study of Torah. Why am I saying that? If a person is just babbling words, that's not called learning. Right? So, clearly, if he's saying the words, then he's learning. So, what's the, then, what, then what does it mean to learn without kavana? Therefore, you're forced to say, Rak stam. He's learning generally. It means that he's learning without the correct intent, which is Meahavas Hashem He's learning, he's understanding, but he's not learning with the love of Hashem that is an open, explicit experiential love in his heart. Why is he doing it? He's learning, because a Jew learns Torah. And a Jew has, as the whole first section of Tanya taught, a concealed love within him. And even if we can't bring that love into actuality, but the fact that we know that we have that concealed love within it, that makes it the study of Torah. So that is considered learning without kavana. That type of learning without kavana is able to ascend to Elam Yitzira. If a person learns, he learns how you know, you're planting three rows of vegetables and you put in another one of, of grapes and all that kind of thing. As long as you understand what you're learning. And you're learning because you should be learning. Even if you're not thinking about God. But you're learning because you know that you're supposed to be learning. That is able to ascend to Elam Yitzira. Okay? There's going to be three levels here in learning. You got to you got to pay attention. Ah, however, we're not talking about a person who's learning for ulterior motives, to become greater than the next guy, 
or some of the other things that Chazal tell us about people who learn to show other people up, or for, for mamish negative reasons. That type of learning, it's never going to rise above the sun. The Zoya writes explicitly that somebody who learns Lekanter, he learns Lizgadal, he learns for negative reasons. The reason is, and this applies to everything we do, it's because a person's thoughts and intent, they are embodied and enclosed in the words. So our feelings, our thoughts, our intent become trapped in our words. They're like lead weights. And when they're negative, they drag it down, they don't allow it to ascend heavenward. <clears throat> That's what the Zayah says explicitly. So now, if we go back to the Arizal, where the Arizal says that somebody who learns without intent, nonetheless his Torah is able to ascend, how can that be? How is that consistent with the Zayah? Here the Zayah says if you learn without intent, it don't go nowhere. He says that's because you're learning for a negative reason. Then it goes nowhere. If you learn Stam, Pariv, we'll call it. Not fleshing, not milking. Right? If you're learning Pariv, it's not for a great reason, but you're learning because that's what a Jew does, that's what everybody else in the community is doing, then that is able to go up even to Eilamah Yitzira. You're supposed to know the Parsha of the week. Just... Right. Without Nebuch, without thinking of it, it's a lost opportunity. <coughs> but it's not negative. Now, what happens with Dominic? What happens if you're learning from the right? Oh, so if you learn this he's going to say it's even able to ascend to the Matzilus. That's then it's even able to go higher. Did you say Yitzira or Atzilus? So, part of learning is it goes to Yitzira. Oh, to Yitzira. Right. Now, okay, now we now let's try applying these ideas to davening. He's introducing here a concept that's so foreign to us, it's hard to believe that this is something that happens to people. But davening without intent, without thinking. Meaning, the person has other things on their mind. Okay? Right, it never occurred to us. That would be too, way too distracting. <clears throat> so, that does not allow the tefillah to ascend heavenward. That remains, as he said, beneath the rikia, and those are called invalid tefillahs. But he throws a wrench in. This is very chesidish. In the parentheses, the fact is, any person who gets up to daven is only davening because they're getting up to daven. Yeah, my mind is elsewhere. But am I getting up to daven? The only reason a Jew gets up to daven is because he wants to daven to heaven. Yeah, we get lost afterwards, we get distracted. But the fact is, the very fact that a person's davening is already a connection. Lekach yesh lo tikkun, therefore this davening, even if he was completely out to lunch... 
it is easily rectified. Bikal, easily rectified. Lachzar, to return, and to be elevated. How? Kishim If we just do one davening with intent, then we're able to elevate all the trilis that we did without thinking. That's why it's collected. Wait, and that's why it's collected. That's why he gathers them all in. But look what he says here even deeper. He says it doesn't have to be one Shmanasri that I did the whole Shmanasri right. It doesn't have to be one one Shma, one Pesuk in the Zimmer that I did the whole thing right. If we have one proper davening, that's a composite of all of the davening we did all year. If we're able for, for the hundreds of tefillahs we said all year, we're able to put together one Shemayin Asri, then we still have that all of those tefillahs are still elevated. quotes a disciple, the Arizal, who says that even one total Shemayin gathered from all the Shemayin Asri's of the year is able to elevate our tefillah. Why? What's the reason? Why is it different than Torah? Because Vinish V, God has to be on our mind. And we're getting up to Davin to the Rabbanishla. That itself is a preservative that holds the Tvilah there until we're able to do it right. <coughs> yeah. Exactly. Now, he continues to quote contradictions. Which, by the way, that's really what this Kuntus Acharon is. The Kuntus Acharon is, is a series of answers, of contradictions from the Zoya to the Arizal and back and forth. There are some later, some really amazing parts of this Kuntus Acharon, some really cool stuff. Ah, you're going to ask here, it says that it's above the, the lowest Rikia. Only if it is appropriate words. Only then, only then is it able to ascend to the heavens at all. So now you have a contradiction. One of the places says that even, <clears throat> even if he doesn't have any intent, it still goes to the Rikia. And the other place it says that only if he davens appropriately. So he says, like Hashem, don't. That's not a. That's not a contradiction. This is a lower heaven than the other heavens that they were talking about. It's talking about the, the <coughs> sphere of Malchus of Asiyah. That's the higher levels of Asiyah. This is Kabbalistic jargon. Ah, you're going to ask, that even an invalid davening, is able to go up to the first chamber, from after which it's rejected. But you see, that's able to go all the way up to Zerampin of, of Bria. So even a, even a puzzle of Tzvila is able to go up before it's rejected. <laughs> Says about Tanya, almost a humorous answer. Like Hashemidi. That's a ridiculous question. Even the greatest sins go up to that level before they're, they're, they're 
selected and sent where they need to go. So what kind of proof are you bringing to me from the fact that the person's invalid tefillah goes there? Yeah, so does his, his desecration of Shabbos. And so does anything else the person does. That's where they do the accounting. That's where the accounting department is. So of course they go there. Clearly we must understand that when we're talking about something being elevated heavenward, not all elevators are created equal. You can't make comparisons between them. The only thing that's similar is the language of uplifting, of being of being elevated. I've said enough for anybody who understands. Now that we've said this, we can also understand what the Zohar writes on page 247. Memuna al halavushim. Then in the second chamber, there is a appointee who guards the garments. Shemalbishim hanishama memaisa mitzvus. This is a very very critical point that we've been talking about actually a lot lately. That action mitzvus create garments for the neshama that the neshama is dressed in after it departs from the body. So there it says that in that heichel, that's where the the the, uh, the that's the clothing department. That there it says that the tzaddikim are dressed in ganeden in these garments from dafka from their action mitzvahs, from their good deeds that they did. <clears throat> the mitzvahs, Hatzluyus B'mais, as he said, and with those, the neshama is able to 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 exist in Gan Eden, in the lower Gan Eden. And then he says further, the Zohar says there, that in the higher Gan Eden, there's a different set of garments, which are made up of, not of the actions of the mitzvahs, but of the intent and the desire to do the mitzvah. So it's interesting, as he goes into the lower Gan Eden, where the pleasure is not as intense, so there's a a, a, a more coarse malbush. As he goes into a place of greater intensity, there the malbush is a finer malbush, and that's made up of the material. The malbush is made up; it's comprised of the person's desire and their intent that they brought to the mitzvah. So he says, obviously, we're talking about clearly two different things. One of them is talking about, we just said that the Averis go up there, and here we're talking about the Maisa Mitzvahs and the Malbushim, the clothing that I made up. Clearly, we're not talking about the same thing. So it must be that we're just borrowing terminology from one to the other. <clears throat> now, now he goes back to answer his original question. A bad davening, an invalid davening, a distracted, confused davening. Adifa stands higher, it's more important. More so than Torah that's learned for the wrong reasons. Okay, for ulterior motives, for wrong reasons. Because clearly we learned before that when Torah is learned for the wrong reason, for a negative reason, then it's beneath the sun. But Tzvilah, even when it's distracted, is above the heavens. What's the reason? Because ultimately, 
when it comes to davening, there is some God consciousness. Whereas if a person's misusing Torah, then he's taking the Torah and doing a negative with it. He's being destructive with it. But I'm not talking about general Torah. The power of Torah that a person learns, which is not for negative reasons. The reason the person's learning is because that's how he was raised, or that's what everybody's doing, and therefore it's done with the concealed natural love that a Jew has. He brings a geval de garaya, that power of Torah, without a God intent, is able to be elevated heavenward. Because it can't be worse than the vapor of children. It says that the vapor of children's Torah sustains the world. But you tell me that they have in mind, the child's having in mind the, the no, Lishma. He, he's he's thinking that he's right, that he's learning Torah Hashem and all that. Elamai, and there it says, the it is able to be elevated, heaven, that it's vapor that has no sin. And those tefillahs are able to be elevated heavenward, even if they're completely for the wrong reason. A child does it to get a, you know, to get a candy from the counselor, or he's, he davens because he's afraid of the strap that his rebbe is holding. He's going to get whipped if he doesn't learn. Not, uh, you know, not very popular these days. <coughs> So clearly what we learn from here is that as long as it's not a negative reason, it's able to be elevated. If it's a negative reason, it remains tachas hashemesh. Davening, even if it's done without intent, it's preserved and held until we're able to garner the strength to do at least put together one tvila that's done correctly, and that helps elevate all of those tvilas. This is the famous. There's no time limit. Well, uh, right. Well, but every year, every week, you said <coughs> is supposed one. to be the one that. And, right. and your father and Rosh Hashanah. Ever, said, that's right. That's you know, right. Mincha now it's going to make up for everything right. that we missed for the whole year. Correct. So, so there is there is a you know there are there are there are opportune times the I mean, special you opportune can do it times. Tomorrow yeah. Uh, <clears throat> okay, hit that thing.